today because I got kicked out of our restream app and I couldn't oh, remember my password. And then I remembered that it was a login through my Facebook. And then it told me I didn't have that I had to upgrade my subscription to join the stream. And then it and then I was like, what's going on? And I realized it would have kicked me out. It also kicked me out of Pressbox's team. So then I had to rejoin Pressbox's team to get things up and running. And that is why we are seven minutes late to start the show. So I don't I've been automatically <laughs> logged into this since November, literally since November. And I jump on today. I get the entire Ryan and I get the entire show worked up and I literally create the broadcast. I create the stream. Ryan gets in and then they're like, oh, you can't get in, Paul, even though you're the host. Like Ryan can't set the show up and be the host of the show. I have to do that. It let him in and didn't let me in. Anyway, I hope you're all still here. We have a lot to talk about on this show in just 52 minutes now instead of our normal hour. Uh, my sincerest apologies for that. want to remind you that the batter round is brought to you by Superbook. The Orioles aren't getting a lot of love when it comes to preseason win totals. Uh, is it Pakoda or Pakata? Pakoda. I think it's Pakoda. Pako yeah, because Pakata is a way that you cook uh, fish and chicken. Um, <laughs> Pakoda projects the Orioles at 87 wins, Fangraphs at 86, and at Superbook, the Birds' win total is set at just 90.5. If you think it's weird that a team that added Corbin Burns would be at least 11 wins worse, get your win total win total over bet in right now. It's stupid weird that people do that. When you sign up at Superbook, use the code PRESSBOX23, and you'll receive a same-day first bet match up to $250. And while you're on there, check out all the great props available for the big game tomorrow. So weird that we have to call it the big game because of sponsorship uh, purposes. Like, I've always thought that, that was it was always stupid. But let's you know what? We didn't put it in the notes, and if we did, it's further down. Um, let's talk a little bit about these projections. Um Fangraphs came out uh, and they said 86 wins for the Orioles. Pakoda said the Orioles 87. The Super Superbook said the Orioles 90.5. At least they got them over 90. Um, and they have the Yankees and the Rays ranked ahead of the Orioles. At least the Fangraphs they do. And one of the guys at Fangraphs got on and started coming at all Orioles fans that were pissed off that the Yankees were rated higher than them. And it was like, it just doesn't make any sense. Because the Yankees, yes, they added... Juan Soto and they added Marcus Stroman, which, you know, I, I like Marcus Stroman. A lot of people don't. A lot of people say he's a cancer in a clubhouse and that his best days are behind him. I disagree. I think he's got a lot of swagger that could really play well with a, with a young team. Um, but this guy came out and he was like, our projections are our projections. We have formulas for this, that, and the other. Uh, if you don't have an intelligent re response or argument for why, the Orioles should be ranked above the Yankees. He didn't say those, he didn't mention the teams, but he was getting at, well, that's what he was getting at. Um, you know, if you don't have an intelligent argument, I don't want to hear it. It's basically what he said, me paraphrasing here, of course. And I look at the Orioles last year. They had nine batters in their lineup that were league average or better. Jordan Westbrook, the only one that was league average at 100 as a rookie. They had eight batters that were above league average. And that's also counting Heston Kersad, who played like 11 games, right? Right. And they had all five of their starters. Okay, four of their five starters, If you when you include Corbin Burns, 
were um, better than were above league average. And Grayson Rodriguez was at a 95 league average being 100. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez was at a 95 for ERA plus. Um, I'm going by OPS plus for hitters and ERA plus for pitchers. Um, Grayson Rodriguez was at a 95. And that's because he had a seven and a half ERA the first half of the year. If you were just to take his second half of the season, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball, right? So the Yankees, on the other hand, they have three hitters in their lineup that are better than league average. They have three starting pitchers in their rotation that are better than league average. How? How do the how do the projections and calculations to find those projections have the Yankees rated above the Orioles? That you cannot convince me. You cannot convince me that it's not because it's the Yankees. Because there's no other reason that you would rank the Yankees higher than the Orioles. And if the projections are based off of what DJ LeMayhew has done in his career when he hasn't been nearly the player he was in uh, the last four years, okay, well, you know. You can't make a compelling argument to me that, that would suggest that this is a rational calculation. It, make, it makes their projections, in my opinion, look like a joke. It's like the the one dude who voted for Josh Allen and Dak Prescott ahead of Lamar for MVP. It's like, mm-hmm. I, pay attention. Watch the games. It, it's, I don't know, man. It, it, look, we're, we're used to these projections thinking the Orioles are going to suck every year. And granted, we're not at that point anymore. They, they, you know, we are widely projected to be, you know, an above 500 team, obviously, as they should be. But, you know, it, it's it is hard to replicate a 101 win season. Yeah. However, sure. Mid 80s is is far too low. Now, I will say that uh, Zips, the, the that projection system, which is on fan graphs, uh, they do have the Orioles winning the division at 90 and 72 with the Yankees and Blue Jays right behind them at 88 and 74, the Rays at 83 and 79, and the Red Sox in last place at 79 and 83. Now that's not Fangraphs projections, but it's it's I think it's um is it Dan Zimborski who heads the zips uh Yeah, I think from- he's the guy who was tweeting out at people. Okay. And gotcha. so so let me let me just be go back to the beginning of this and I'm remembering now that the that the projections were percentage to win the world series gotcha and they had they had the yankees and the rays above the orioles okay and yeah and and that is absolutely because it's the yankees and we're mm-hmm. the orioles mm-hmm. I, I, there, there's no other explanation there there's there are too many good players on this team too many better players on this team than what the other guys in the division have right uh for, for that to be the case i think um look i understand that you have to be there and do that in order to get the respect you deserve. And the Orioles have not really been there and done that. Neither of the Yankees they haven't been to a world series since 2009. Yeah. So why, why are we they just missed assuming, the playoffs last year? Yeah. Why, why are we just assuming that because they are the New York Yankees that, you know, they have a better shot to go all the way. That's, that's not how it works. And one thing that these projection systems can't quantify is, and I, I hate to say vibes, but I guess team chemistry, right? Yeah. yeah. Chemistry is massive in how a team performs. And the chemistry on the Baltimore Orioles is second to none. It's unlike any other team I've seen in, in my lifetime, really. The, these are guys who came up through the system together, have been playing together for years, genuinely love each other, hang out with each other a ton outside of, of the stadium. 
and they feed off of each other on the diamond. When when Gunner's hitting well, Adley's hitting well, and when Grayson's pitching well, Bradish is pitching well. It's it's all they they all mesh. Excuse me, they all mesh extremely well, and you can't quantify that. And I think that genuinely does tack on a few wins over the course of a season when guys are feeding off of each other and and performing better because of it. I agree. They all do mesh well, but <laughs> something came up my throat a little bit there. I only make fun because it happens to me a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. no no worries. Um, So I did tweet out to Dan Zimborski. I said, uh, I don't pretend to understand how your calculations work, but what I can see is the Orioles have five starting pitchers, I'm including Grace in second half, who were at or above league average, and nine hitters who were at or above league average. The Yankees have three of each. How are they better? A Yankees fan came at me and said the two best hitters for the O's are Rutschman and Henderson, who were both projected to post a uh, WRC plus of 126. For the Yankees, Judge and Soto were projected to post a WRC up uh, a WRC plus of 160. How much ab- above average players are matters, which is great. The Orioles don't have two hitters in their lineup that are of the ilk of a Juan Soto and an Aaron Judge. Okay, I get that. But every other player in the Orioles lineup is better than every other hitter in the Yankees lineup. And in my opinion, it's not particularly close, right? Yeah. And we, we and talked then, about this before. I mean, Rizzo is not who he used to be. Glaber is not who he used to be. Uh, well, Glaber's still fine, I think. But LeMahieu is not who he used to be. Verdugo's fine, I guess. Like, Volpe needs to take a big step forward to, to reach the ceiling that, you know, a lot of people thought he would, he would get to. I, I agree. I, I just don't see it outside of those two heavy hitters. I, I, I do not. I said, dude, they'd have to hit two home runs a game all season for them being above average to be what t- puts the Yankees over the top. For them being like the two two of the best hitters in baseball, not above average. For them being two of the best hitters in baseball, for that to put the Yankees over the top. Um, I told the guy that the Orioles have nine hitters that are above average. The Yankees have three. Uh, and he said it's almost like the Yankees don't have just replacement level players, and the Orioles don't actually have nine above average position players. I said just seven of their starting nine. It was this whole back and forth, and we got into Anthony Volpe. And I said Jackson Holiday is going to be better than Anthony Volpe. Gunnar Henderson is already better than Anthony Volpe. And then I went on to say Jordan Westberg is going to be better than Anthony Volpe. The guy kind of stopped responding after that. I think he probably thought that that was like ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous though? It's it's not. Because Jordan Westberg was taken 30th overall in the 2020 draft. Was Volpe drafted 2019 or 2021? I have no idea. But Westberg's better. I agree. But they were drafted in back-to-back years. Westberg 30th overall. Volpe 30th overall. Volpe had one really good season at double a and then made him like a top 10 prospect in the game westberg's average season in the minors was better than volpe's well, i won't say better but westberg as soon as he hit professional baseball became a, a a productive middle of the order bat his first year in the in pro baseball and minor league baseball he hit more home runs than he hit in three years of college baseball hit hit nine less doubles than he hit in three years of college baseball against better pitching 15 homers, 67 RBIs his first year, his next year, he hit 27 home runs, drove in 106. And then last year before he got called up, he was on pace to hit like 35 home runs and drive in like 120. 
Jordan Westberg, I, I think that dude is going to be, and we talked, I talked about this on the show last week. I think Jordan Westberg is going to be a middle of the order bet. And he's the Orioles. Like they were playing Adam Frazier over Jordan Westberg last year because of the veteran leadership. And I think Jordan Westberg is better than their best young player. Like their best young player, not named Juan Soto. I think Jordan Westbrook's better. I just, I don't think that the that the Yankees are that good of a team. They they'll probably make the playoffs. They'll win. They'll win 85, 90, eight, between eighty five and ninety five games this year. I do not think that they're better than the Orioles. I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, I, I look. We're not. Yeah, and neither of us are sitting here trying to say that the Yankees are going to be bad. That's that's no. not the case at all. The Yankees are going to be a very solid baseball team. And I think they'll, you know, they'll put up a fight for the division. They might, you know, I, I don't think they're going to win it, but you know, I really don't think they can compete with the depth that the Orioles have in both the rotation and the starting lineup. It's just, it, it, I, I, I just don't see it. I, they don't scare me anymore. They really don't. They haven't scared me in a couple of years. As soon as the Orioles became relevant again in 2022 and they played the Yankees hard, I just, you know, they 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 stopped being the evil empire to me because they they still spend a ton of money, but in my opinion, now they're doing it on the wrong players. You know, um, Aaron Judge, for example, in six full seasons, not counting the truncated season, he's played less. He, he's missed at least fifty games three times in his six full seasons, and in the truncated season, he missed more than half the games with an injury. You know, last year he played what was it, one hundred and six games. Last year, Something like now that. He, he hit 38 home runs and drove in 96 in those 106 games. But Aaron Judge, incredible hitter. He has not proven that he can stay on the field continuously. Like, like the years that he does, he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. 52 homers as a rookie, 62 homers in 2022 to win the MVP. But he's got to stay on the field. Juan Soto, he's the best player on that team, and I don't think that's particularly close either. But we got to move on because we got started late anyway. I want to remind you that no big game party is complete without Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. Get an eight-piece mix for just $12 or a 10-piece dark for just $15 at your neighborhood Royal Farms. A lot of off-season moves, Ryan, that the Orioles have made, especially recently. The Perhaps the most polarizing move of the off-season. The Orioles have switched back to Coca-Cola products, leaving Pepsi in the dust. A lot of us are happy about that. Ryan, you are not. You were one of very few people I saw who was extremely upset about this. People kind of came at you, which kind of just proves that people will just crap all over you and attack you for just about anything. You could say that you like Snickers better than Milky Way and people would would send you into spiraling depression. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Here, here's the thing, Paul. I, I so personally I prefer if it's simply Pepsi versus Coke, right? I prefer Pepsi, but it, they're interchangeable for me. I I'm fine either way with Pepsi or Coke. Now, I think that overall Pepsi has an edge in the the full body of or the full Rolodex, I guess, of products, right? Pepsi's mm -hmm. got Mountain Dew. I'm a big Mountain Dew. Well, I shouldn't say I'm a big Mountain Dew guy, but I, like I enjoy I enjoy a Mountain Dew, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the hell Coke is, mellow yellow or something. I doesn't. Matter. I guess doesn't matter. the 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 big thing for me, Paul, Pepsi's uh, bottled water 
is Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Cokes is Dasani. That is the Baltimore Orioles is Aquafina. Dasani is the Boston Red Sox. Okay. I don't think those are Damn. particularly close. The big the big thing for me, right, is I'm a Birdland member. A lot of people are Birdland members. You can go to the clubhouse and get a free bottle of water as you you come into the stadium, right? Um, I'm not going there for a free bottle of Dasani. I would go there just about every game. And sometimes I'd be in the mood for a soda, so I'd get a Pepsi. You can get one or the other. But I would go there for a, a nice bottle of, of a cold, crisp Aquafina water, right? There's no way in hell I'm going there for a, a, a half a cup of popcorn and a bottle of Dasani. There's no chance in the world. So that's that's why I'm annoyed that they're switching back to Coca-Cola products. It's not because I'm one of those, you know, oh, Pepsi is better than Coke, and if you disagree, you're wrong. No, it's not that. It's the water, man. It's the water. I. It's so weird to me that bottled water does that to you because to me, bottled water is more interchangeable than Coke and Pepsi. It tastes different, though. Well, we are going to do a blind taste test here. All right, we've decided we're going to do the the Coke versus Pepsi, Aquafina versus Dasani. I was thinking when when you and I were just talking about like literally as we were just talking about this, I was thinking maybe next week we'll do Mountain Dew versus Mellow Yellow, but Mountain Dew blows Mellow Yellow out of the water. It's yeah. not even close. Um, and then I was thinking maybe we could do Starry versus Sprite versus what is it? Squirt? Isn't there something, yeah, called something like that? Yeah, Squirt. Like <laughs> it might be. I think that's the off brand. Yeah, nice. Nice advertising. Guys, what a nice bottle of squirt. (laughs) God. Anyway, I don't think we need to do that, right? Sprite's the champion. And that Sprite's the champion. Mountain Dew's the champion. Coke versus Pepsi. I've always thought that Pepsi was tasted sweeter than Coke. So I so last year I did, or maybe two years ago, I did no, it was definitely last year because it was right after I watched the um where's my jet thing on Netflix from the Pepsi thing. Mm. Um, I did the Coke and Pepsi challenge and I've always been a Coke guy. I've always thought the Pepsi was a little bit sweeter than Coke. And I didn't like that. They tasted exactly the same. They tasted exactly the same. And I picked what I thought maybe tasted a little bit better. And it was Pepsi my whole life. I've been a Coke guy and I picked Pepsi. So we're going to do this again. And I want to see if I just picked the one that if I just randomly picked one, if I end up picking Coke this time, we'll see. But we're going to. So I, I'm curious. I, how- just, I just saw something that gave this away. That gave away. the. Uh, I, I was just going to ask how you set this up, because obviously we're remote. We can't blind test each other. Right. So what? So what I, I put tape on the bottom of the glass. That's what I did too. I put, and I and I wrote a D for the Sony, an A for Aquafina, P for Pepsi, a C for Coke. And I literally just looked over and I literally just looked over and I accidentally saw the D through the mm. water on the bottom of, of the glass. You never want to accidentally I, I, see the D. So I'm looking, I don't know if you can see this on camera, but look at how, like, oh, it almost, this is Dasani. It almost looks carbonated. Look at all those bubbles in there. Yeah. And then look at Aqua. Yeah. yeah. Look at the difference. Look at the difference. That's like you can even see that on camera. That's remarkable. Yeah. That is absolutely remarkable. Yeah. So, all right. I have these. I almost don't want to drink this now. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I have these these Orioles cups. They're like a it's like a brownish gray cup with the Orioles logo on them. 
And uh, so what I did was I did the same thing as you. I put tape on the bottom of them and then I wrote, I didn't write the letters, I wrote the full words, but um, then I poured the drinks up on the dining room table. I came down to work on it. I mixed, I like moved them around as I was singing a song in my head. I would have had Megan help me, but she's recovering from surgery she had on Wednesday. So she's not up for it. So I mixed them up, sang a song, came down, forgot what was what, went back up, mixed them up again, brought them down. So I have them sitting on the table next to me. I have no idea what's what. So yeah. the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to close my eyes, reach for a cup, drink the cup. You'll be able to see on the bottom what it is. And then I guess okay. I guess I react. I don't know. I've never done a blind test before, but I think I set it up pretty well. All right. Uh, we'll let you go first since I think I, I mine is no longer a blind test. And I think because of how different the waters look, mm. I am. I'm wondering if it's a, it's no, it's not. It's just it's different. All right. Go All right. ahead. All right. I'm going to push the mic away for a sec. Drum roll. I really hope, I really hope this is one of the waters and not one of the soda. I guess it doesn't matter. I'll just take the other one. Or whatever it is. All right, here we go. Yeah, that's soda. I think it's water. Okay. It's Dasani. This one. Hang on. Let me find the other water. Hang on. I gotta make sure I can see where the cups are. Okay. Other water. Aquafina. This one's Aquafina. Right, oh my God. No way. That is awesome. All right. I, I, I love that so much. Because signing you off, really guys. Drank it and it said Aqua. And I was like, and then you were like, it's the Saudi. I was like, oh my God. I, I was so excited when that just happened. I was Wait a so okay. excited. Yeah. Okay. All right. Screw. Wait. Okay. Now. I don't know. They both don't taste great. All right. Screw me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. I love that <laughs> so much because that's what happened to me when I did. I was like, Pepsi, Coke. I like this one better. Pepsi. Mm. That That's was awesome. Unbelievable. Right. My entire life I have been disappointed when I get a bottle of Dasani. And I do genuinely think like if maybe it's the bottle, but when I drink Dasani out of the bottle, it tastes different. It tastes worse. Aquafina to me is crisper, cleaner. I pour them into a cup. Apparently it doesn't matter. So egg on that, my face. That did not uh, go as I expected. <laughs> you gotta ask them for like one of those plastic cups, like not like an Orioles cup, like a plastic cup. Like I want a bottle of water and I need a plastic cup and just yep. pour it right into the into the cup. That, wow. I, I am I am stunned that that, that went was, the way that it did. That was amazing. That was that might be my all-time favorite moment <laughs> in our iteration of this show. All right. Should um, I do Coke versus Pepsi now? Well, let me do the waters. First. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. Oh, you're really going for it, drinking the whole thing. Not great. I like our tap water better. Yeah. Aquafina. That just that just tasted 
fresher. It tasted, it tasted like. Now, hang on one second. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame it on these cups. I haven't used these cups in a while. Maybe they were like a little dusty or something. I'm wondering. Uh, that's. Well, no, let me t- hang on a second. When I got the Dasani, it said 100 something on it. It was the only Dasani that they had there. Hang on one second. Okay, 100 percent something. Like a hundred. Maybe the bottle is 100 percent recyclable. I don't know. In any event, I am absolutely in shock that I did not immediately know. I really thought the Aquafina was Dasani. I thought it tasted bad. I th- I genuinely think it's these cups. But hey, all right. So before. Aquafina yeah. just says Aquafina, pure water, perfect taste, and purified by reverse osmosis. Drink up. Okay. Dasani, one, the bottle says 100% recycled bottle. Oh, nailed it. That's what I thought it said. All right. It also says purified water, minerals added for taste. That's probably the minerals that I was seeing. Unless I don't know how minerals work. Can you even see minerals? Who the hell I, I don't know. I don't but know. maybe that's the minerals that I was seeing. Yeah. Um. So for me, it was Aquafina. For you, it was Dasani, which is just so awesome. Oh, I, yep. that, I'm so yep. happy that that just happened on our show. I did, I'm, Randall, we're going to get to your comment here in just a moment. Uh, he's re- re- responding to our opening segment or our second. Segment. I, I think it's it's opening hilarious. Segment. It's like it's objectively funny that that happened. It's also very embarrassing because I was standing very firm on Aquafina is a million times better than Dasani. That's, do you see the do you see the shit eating? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. so happy because you were like, it's about the water, you dick. Stop attacking me. <laughs> I will I will die on this hill. And it's like, no, you're gonna fall off that hill and roll all the way down to the bottom. That was just I'm so happy. Yep. All right. I, I'm done. I'm done having opinions on anything. All right. Well, since you went first with the water, I'll go first with the soda. All yeah. right. So I have no idea what I'm drinking here. I did not see these. Uh I saw the waters, but I did not see these. All right. And it was a it, it was a clear difference for me between Dasani and Aquafina. Like clear difference. Yeah. Um all right, so I'll drink. I'm right-handed. I'll drink the right hand first. Interesting. You must be married because that looks like your left hand. You're really pounding those drinks. You look like you're taking shots of whiskey. I'm so used to chugging everything because I like I take protein shakes and all that, and like mm, yeah, so used to chugging them. That was good. I like soda. I, I don't drink it as I don't drink it that often anymore, but I do like. I mean, cleanse the palate here mm-hmm. with Aquafina naturally. With Aquafina. You know what? While I'm at that, let me take a sip out of the Dasani bottle and see. I think it might be the bottle. Should I go get the bottles? They taste exactly the same out of the bottle. It may have been my glass. Interesting. They taste exactly the same out of the bottle. Like, there's no... They're exactly the same. They taste exactly the same out of the bottle to me. All right. So it, it's it, my glass. I've I've used these glasses to like mix up um like pre workout and creatine. I'm, I sound like such a friggin' meathead um, <laughs> to, to, to mix this stuff that stuff up before I go to the gym. So it may have been some of that stuff in the bottom of it after it got washed. Washed. See, there it washed. is. Washed. All right. So that was all right. Soda number two. Did you just see it again? I saw it. 
That's all. Why did I look at the bottom of the glass? Why did I not just look up? You gotta do it with your eyes closed. <laughs> this is great. They taste exactly the same. All right, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. I gotta get the bottles. I gotta get the bottles because now I can't trust these glasses. You take uh, your. No, I'm worried. You I'm worried about it too, but I don't. I don't want to step away at the same time. Let me. Let me. I'll. I'll do my blind test. I just picked up one of the sodas. I don't know which one it is. I'll close my eyes. Could Could you see the label on that one? I did, and let me tell you that even with your eyes closed, your facial expression—you could do a commercial for that for that particular soda. All you have to do is go. <sighs> yep, yep, there it is. It's good. It's good. That, that was a commercial. That's a right, commercial right there. Find find the other sponsorship one here. opportunities. All right, number two, eyes closed. Pretty sure. Did I get that one right? Oh my god! I know nothing. They taste exactly the same, which is crazy to me because every time I've had a Pepsi, I'm like, "This is." I don't hate Pepsi, but Coke is way better. I've always thought there was a distinct, a distinct difference, but every time I drink them out of the glass in the taste test, they taste exactly the same to me. So you vamp. I go grab the, the bottles and let me check it out that way. Yeah, it's so weird how that works. I, I gosh, oh for two. I really thought I was gonna nail both of these to be to be a hundred percent honest. Um, but man, it's remarkable how I really think with the water it was the cup. I don't know. Paul had them both out of the bottle. This is a, a, a hell of a show we've got going here. We're just testing waters and drinks. We've talked a little bit of Orioles. We'll get we'll get back to some Orioles eventually, right? But for now, all right, we do have to have to have to pick things up here. But Pepsi out of the bottle. This is the kind of show where it'd be nice to go back to the two and a half hours. Yeah, for sure. We should have done should have done this at the end. We should have done this. Well, we would have we would have not left enough time. True, but yeah. we should have done this on the two and a half hour version. Like agreed. When they went to Pepsi to begin with, because Pepsi hasn't been there that long, has it? No, I don't think so. I think it was pretty recent that they switched over to Pepsi. Also, I don't know if it matters because I think I think the Orioles have a deal with Powerade specifically, but uh, Pepsi brand is Gatorade, Coke is Powerade, I believe. Dude, it's the bottles. It's I the think, bottles. I really think it is because Coke. Way better than Pepsi out of the bottle. Out of the mm -hmm. bottle, Pepsi is sweeter and less carbonated. Coke has that that bite to it. I, I really think – I mean, look at the difference in the bottles. I, I think are it's they, – Are they cold? Were they in the fridge? Yes. Okay. Right. They're colder They're colder than what I had because mine have been out in room temperature since about 5 of 10. Yeah. Um, Out of the bottle, Coke is, in my opinion, far superior. Fair enough. I like Pepsi better out of the can. I like most sodas better out of the can, but that's probably not good for you. Probably right. 
Mm. All right. Well, that didn't go as, as expected. Should we talk about Austin Hayes? Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely talk about Austin <laughs> Hayes. Um, but before we do that, I do want to point out today's show brought to you by Help My Gambling Problem. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Good thing Ryan did not put money on Aquafina over Dasani uh, mm. because it would have been he'd, he'd have been he'd be out of money. Would have lost his life savings on that because I would have I would have bet the farm that you would have bet the farm on Aquafina and it did not. I am so confident. I was a hundred percent sure I would know the difference immediately. I never take clips from this show from the show and post individual clips, but I would love to just post that one clip right underneath your tweet about Aquafina over the Sami and be. I I would I would respect that. Um, we do got to get moving on here. Our Austin Hayes wins his arbitration hearing against the Orioles, receiving six point three million a six point three million dollar contract in twenty twenty four, as opposed to the O's proposed five eighty five, not five eighty five, five point eight five million. I was just so excited about as opposed to the O's proposed. That <laughs> <laughs> off the rails today. Um, not alliteration, Orioles, but it's similar. Yeah, or- or- Orioles came came out at five point eight five million. Austin Hayes counted at six point three million, and he won his hearing. Hayes has since expressed serious interest in signing a long term extension with the club after he was treated fairly during the arbitration process. I got a burp coming on. I'm just gonna let it rip. Well, that was that was a good one. That's yeah. all that soda. Um, um, go ahead. First, it was great to hear that the team doesn't rip their players apart in the arbitration process. I think Anthony Santander said something similar last year. Um, But when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, Austin Hayes wants a long-term extension with this team. And it makes sense. He came up with this team. They're really good now. He wants to be here for the long haul. Uh, Orioles have some decisions to make. Hayes is in the final, his final year of arbitration. Anthony Santander is in his final year of arbitration. You have Colton Kowser and and Heston Kerstad waiting in the wings. And Cedric Mullins is still a year away from his final year of arbitration. Austin Hayes, coming off his first All-Star season in which he slashed 275, 325, 444, 769, with 16 home runs, 67 RBIs, and a career-high 36 doubles, while also being a finalist for the Gold Glove in left field. He also walked a career-high 38 times, which is not a great number, especially when it's a career-high You look at what Austin Hayes has done in his career. This past season, he was leading the American League in hitting at the All-Star break. He ended up starting the All-Star game. He hit 314 in the first half, 228 in the second half after hitting 270 in the first half last year and 220 in the second half. Then he hit in 2022. Then 247 in the first half, 264 in the second half of 2021. So reverse from the last two years. Basically, what all this is to say he has never put together a full season. It's always one really good half, one really bad half, or two. 2021 was two average halves, but we remember the second half, he really came on and started hitting a lot of home runs and hitting for better average down the stretch in 2021. Nobody plays is going to play left field better than Austin Hayes in Camden Yards. He can move over the center. He can play right. He's got the best arm on the team. He is a really good outfielder. Do the Orioles even consider an extension for him? Because he's 29. He's in the final year of arbitration. He's making over $6 million, and they've got two young guys who might be better. And 
they're certainly going to hit, I think, for more power and better. And in Cal's case, I think ultimately better contact. And they're going to cost the Orioles league minimum for the next three years. What are your thoughts on this? Call for me, man, because I, I really, I really like Austin Hayes. I really appreciate. <clears throat> Dude's a grinder. Mm-hmm. He's battled back from so many injuries. He always wants to be on the field. He'll play at less than 100%. I, I would venture to guess that the overwhelming majority of games he's played, he's been banged up somewhere or the other. And I know that's that's common across baseball, but with Hayes, it's just it's a different level of grit that you see. Um, look, he's meant a lot to this team. He's put together some really solid runs. But because of the guys around him, I'm not sure that an extension is the best idea unless it's going to be, you know, a few million a year to be, you know, kind of a platoon fourth outfielder type. Because I do think that Kowser is going to be a regular. I think Kerstad is going to be a regular. I think Mullins is going to continue to be a regular. And then you've got guys like Dylan Beavers and maybe even like a Judd Fabian coming up who are going to give these guys you know, a run for their spots. Connor Norby might make a push to play some left field. It's there's so many possibilities for who could be in this outfield over the next few years that I'm not sure I'm comfortable committing to Austin Hayes long-term. And I feel crappy saying that because he's a dude's dude and a great guy and a great teammate. That dude's a dude. He's a great teammate, a great player. But I'm just not sure that I'm worried that if you commit to him at a significant dollar amount to be your everyday left fielder for the next three, four, five years, that we're going to be looking at him a few years from now the same way we've looked at guys like Rubnet Odor and Adam Frazier and, you know, even like Jorge Mateo, Ramon Arias, guys who are taking playing time away from younger players who might be more talented or more deserving. And again, I feel I feel bad saying that cuz I love Austin Hayes, but I'm I'm not sure that's in the best interest of the team long term. I I agree with you. I, and I just said that dude's a dude. I'm almost certain that the first time I said that was when you were guest hosting for Zach on the show and we were talking about Austin Hayes. And it was in the beginning. It was at the beginning of 2022 when he was just on fire. He had for the cycle in a six-inning game against the Nationals that, that year. And I said to you, "That dude's a dude," and like that's why we say that. And it was originally said about Austin Hayes. I, I love Austin Hayes. He he plays with a fire and a grit that I absolutely love because. And and again, this isn't like like how I just said, like, I'm such a meathead because I I was like, I put pre-workout and creatine in this class. What I'm about to say is going to kind of sound similar to that. That's how I play baseball. I play baseball as hard as I can because I love it and I get to play once a week for like six months out of the year. I play as hard as I can. And Austin Hayes, you know that he is all out every single game. Austin Hayes sent a tweet several years back he might have even still been in the minors or, or maybe he was kind of you know in between triple a and the bigs he sent out a tweet which i i think has been deleted because i haven't been able to dig it up i wanted i've wanted to retweet it several times and i i have a, a screenshot on my ipad but it was something along the lines of there is no off season just another opportunity to grind like an absolute savage 
Mm-hmm. And th- that's the, the end of that is an exact quote. I remember that word for word. That's, that's a dude you want on your team. Mm-hmm. It truly Absolutely. is. That's probably why he got hurt so much. <laughs> probably, but, probably. Maybe, maybe grind like a little bit less of a savage, but continue to grind. His agent probably advised him to take that down. I would it's imagine possible. because if he's like, if he, especially at this point in his career, when he's like looking for an extension, you want them to think that you're taking care of your body, not destroying it. But that's true. continue. Anyway, I, no, that's that's just to say that you know Hayes is a great personality. He's a he's a grinder, and you know a, a, he's a is a great left fielder. Like there there's so many things about Austin Hayes that make me want to keep him around for as long as we can. But also, just, you got guys who are younger and probably a little bit more talented. You know, I, I just don't think it's in the cards. Speaking yeah. of which, I think he'd be a great fit in St. Louis. I could also see him be, being out in Colorado and putting up career numbers out there. Um, oh, Hayes would hit some tanks in Coors Field. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've really got to get, get rolling along here. Starting late and having a 30 minutes taste test segment <laughs> today. Um, Jacob, oh, um, yeah. Jacob Webb also won his hearing against the Orioles. He'll receive one million dollars in 2024, as opposed to the O's proposed nine hundred and twenty-five thousand. And one of what we hope is John Angelos's final moves as control person. The Orioles really took Jacob Webb to arbitration over seventy-five thousand dollars. Now, look, I don't believe that John Angelos has anything to do with the arbitration process, um, but I find it hard to believe that anybody running a team would squabble over what would amount to like twenty-five cents to you and me. Like, yeah. 75,000. We went to arbitration over 75,000. I get it. He was free. I almost dropped an F bomb. He was freaking terrible in September and freaking terrible, terrible in the postseason. I guess. Which is a shame because he was nasty in August. He was nasty in his first six weeks with the team. He was incredible. And then his last three, four weeks with the team, he was. Maybe their worst reliever, and that includes Brian Baker. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a business. It's kind of crappy, but that's that's the way these things go. Um, I, you know, I'm not losing too much sleep over it. I don't think Webb is either. He got his yeah. million. It's a good round number. Gets to say he's a millionaire now. Sure. So, Ryan, that leads us to our weekly segment. It's the debut of Ryan Blake's soft toss or soft toss with Ryan Blake. We'll figure out what we're going to call it exactly, but go ahead, take it away. And uh, not to stifle you, but we got to make it a little succinct. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll plow through it. So this is soft toss. It's going to be a weekly segment in which I will talk about something that I feel like talking about. That's the best way I can describe it uh, so far this week. It's John Angelos reportedly agreeing to a deal with T row price for the naming rights to Oriole park at Camden yards, just days before he sold the team. But Paul, T-Row Price did not know that John Angelos was prepared to sell the Baltimore Orioles. Um, look, it, this is just another weasel move by John Angelos. They found out that the Orioles were being sold at the same time as everyone else did. They found out probably through social media. Um, we have no idea at this point if that deal is going to fall through, if the terms will be renegotiated, what on earth is going to happen. Maybe we, we're showing up to the T, T-Row Price Park at Camden Yards. Oriole Park at T. Rowe Price Yards. I have no idea, but in any event, the Angelos has at least explored the possibility of selling the naming rights, and it'll be, I guess, determined in the future if this new ownership will do the same. 
Um, I would love it if they just called it Oriole Park and Camden Yards presented by T, T. Rowe Price or powered by T. Rowe Price. Keep Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I, I think that you do, you should. I hate to say it, but I think you should sell the naming rights to any, I, any yeah. stadium because it's money for your team, right? But not unless your name's John Angelos because he's a piece of shit. But um, it, it's money for your team. And a lot of times that money goes right back into, into the ball club. Um, I, I, I don't like... Oriole Park at T Row Price Yards. That has you've got to at least call, get keep Camden Yards in there. And while uh, yeah. we're at it, it's either Oriole Park or it's Camden Yards. It's not Camden. I I I don't know anybody that I know people that do it, but like it's not. You don't. Hey, have you been to Camden this year? It's not Camden. It's Camden Yards. Or it's have you? Hey, have you been down to Oriole Park this year? It's one or the other. It is not Camden. What are your thoughts on that real quick? I just want to know how you feel about that. I just call it the yard. I, the I, yard? Yeah. I, the I yard like works that. too. Uh, 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 like fifth on the list is Camden. I've never called it that. I will say I, if Megan and I have a son, the, the first name on my list is Camden just because of that's the, the meaning behind it. That's that's absolutely fine. I know I, our, our, our mutual friend Dylan Atkinson named his son Cam as well. So. That's Aren't you guys like really good friends? We haven't talked recently, but yeah, we we yeah we used to play softball together. Oh, that's cool. Um, another another fan and friend of the show. Um, yeah, I my, my cousin Zach he named his firstborn son Brooks Robinson Peeper. Like there you go. his last name's Peeper. He named him Brooks Robinson Peeper. So like, I, I Camden's a cool name. I like that. Um, Adley Camden Brooks Adley. You know, I, I was I was thinking I liked Manny until Manny left. Yeah. I still love Manny Machado, but anyway, I think is, my wife has more of a say than I do when when that when that time comes. Yeah, my wife and I combined for the name. She came up with both names, but I, I, the, the original name she came up with I didn't like, so I got to veto them. And then she said one I liked. Um, there we go. Uh, moving on, Orioles acquired two DFA infielders this week: Nick Maton from the Tigers for old friend cash considerations, and Levon Soto from the Angels on a waiver claim. Maton played parts of two seasons for the Phillies, the 93 games for Detroit last year, slashing 173, 288, 305. He plays primarily second base and third base with a little shortstop and outfield experience mixed in. Walks a good amount. He doesn't really strike out, doesn't chase a ton. He has decent pop, but as you put in the notes, Ryan, he's a utility guy. Soto, another guy who plays all, all over the infield, but he has far less major league experience. Slash 375, 414, 531 in the bigs, but the sample size is just 71 plate appearances. Like, that's like 26, 27 hits in that in 71 plate appearances. Yeah. Between double A, triple A, post an OPS over 700. So maybe there's a little something to work. As you said, I'm reading for you because we just got to get through it. Yeah. Um, as Ryan said, there's a little something to work with there, but I agree with you. I don't see it with either one of these guys. <laughs> I think that their depth moves, and we've seen some beat writers saying, yours were looking for a left-handed hitting infielder as if either of these guys are going to make the team over Jackson Holiday. If that happens, something tragic has happened um, for those guys to make the team over Jackson Holiday. Yeah. Like, I just don't see it. It's like, depth. Like Tyler Nevin, it's a depth move. I don't think any of the three of these guys will make the opening day roster. Um, Maton, I, from – what I know about Nick Maton is he's a, a pretty good vibes guy. If we want to call him that, um, mm -hmm. you know, really helped with the chemistry around the Phillies when he was up there. Uh, so, you know, that's a, and I know the Phillies players were, were disappointed when, when he left. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, he, he hasn't really put it together at the big league level. Wasn't really great in the minors either. So it's a it's a depth move. Only gave up a little bit of cash. Uh, Soto was a, a DFA by the Angels and claimed off waivers. So look, the, these guys aren't going to be a problem. Uh, and if they are taking playing time away from somebody, like you said, Paul, yeah. something is going Any relation well. for Nick Maton to Phil Maton? Are they really? Yeah, they're brothers. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure. Uh and and uh Levon Soto is uh Juan really? Soto's third cousin. He hit three seventy five last year. Sign him up. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all uh, for I made it. that up. Um and you should be all for Goose Flights. Pressbox urges you to drink a beer or two in honor of Tony Saragusa. We partnered with Guilford Hall Brewery to release Goose Flights, a delicious lager to honor Tony's legacy and how his family is continuing to celebrate him with the Goose Flights Foundation. The Goose Flights Foundation is now run by Tony's kids and provides non-emergency medical transport to those in need. You can buy six packs and single cans of Goose Flights at Guilford Hall Brewery and Costas Inn. With single cans also available at Alonzo's in Roland Park and the Glory Days Grill locations in Maryland. Or purchase six packs and cases also available at the Wine Source in Hampton. Raise a glass to Tony and support this great foundation. Go to pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights to learn all about it. Um, spring training, four days away. Phil Maytime, we talked about last week, he signed. I don't know with who. Ryan Brazier signed. I don't know with who. Uh, the Orioles, if they, I mean. Um, Maytime was the Rays. Brazier, I, I'm not sure. Brazier um, might have been the Dodgers. Then. I, I, that would make sense. That's where he was before. I think that that's. I think I did actually see that. Now that you mentioned the Dodgers, yeah. um, that really doesn't leave much else on the market as far as a reliever that you'd want to bring in for the Orioles. We were thinking that they might do another move. Um, Class A out in Cleveland is is on the table, um, is on the trading block, but that's going to cost way too much. And everybody loves that dude, and I get it. But he blew twelve saves last year. You know, I've had people crying about Craig Kimbrell. And he didn't blow 12 saves last year, but that's, those same people would love to have Class A. I get it. He's young. He's got a really talented arm, but 12 blown saves is still 12 blown saves. Yeah, it's he, like he also had like 55 opportunities or something like that. Yeah. He's I mean, it, 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 saves. it's like um, 2013 when Jim Johnson saved 50 games, but he blew nine saves. Yeah. You know, and the were also, right. and I, I know this because Class A is on my fantasy team. Um, the, he came into a lot of, Granted, he had a few like pretty bad outings, but he also came into a lot of one-run games from from what I remember. Okay, uh, so. I mean, and usually, um, what, like when Felix Bautista uh, blew a save last year, he had like five or six blown saves. They were all one-run games. It yeah. wasn't, and he did give up that grand slam, but he was also a strike away from getting out of that inning without any runs scored. Yeah, you know, but. Paul, there, um, there's there's one name if I could bring it up real quick that he, he wouldn't be able to pitch until probably the All Star break at the absolute earliest. But what about a a, a one year cheap deal for a Liam Hendricks? I wouldn't hate it, and it would be like a like a trade deadline acquisition if he comes back strong. He came yeah. back from cancer last year and he didn't pitch well. The only thing that gives me pause is we saw Trey Mancini be. If, if Trey Mancini in 2019 had played for a team that went to the playoffs, he would have been an MVP candidate. I mean, he hit 35 home runs. He hit, what, 38 doubles that year, drove in, over, drove in close to 100 while hitting close to 300. 
And then he got the cancer diagnosis in 2020, and he came back and was a shell of himself after the cancer diagnosis. Yeah, We saw Liam Hendricks. Look, he came back from cancer, and he pitched last year. And he only had a few, like a handful of appearances before season was ended with the injury, but the ERA was close to six. Yeah. So I, I don't hate the idea of it, but it gives me pause for concern when we when you think about what can happen to you. Like chemo changes you. You're yeah. you're, you're never the same. Absolutely. You know, guys like guys like John Lester and Eric Davis being absolute animals after coming back from cancer. Eric Davis doing it in the same season while going through chemo. That's John there's Crook a reason. Too. John Crook. Did you say yeah. John Crook? Yeah. yeah. Uh didn't Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So um it but we remember these guys' names because it's the exception to the rule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't hate Liam Hendricks, but it would I, it's just it, the it, it's just the only name I was looking at the tracker and it's the only name that stood out to me as like I wouldn't hate that one. Yeah. No, it's 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 not a bad one. And it, look, if the Orioles traded for Class A, awesome. But you know, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like, no, get the but, Brewers like, back on the line. Talk about some Devin Williams action. Yeah, oh, I would love that too. Yeah, I would love that too. They're so, floating him out now, there as well. Now apparently. you're probably giving up a top five prospect if yeah. you get one of those guys. Yeah. Uh real quick. Um I still am chomping at the bit for the Orioles to sign Cody Bellinger. I think his bat plays perfectly in here. But if he signs here, definitely bye-bye Austin Hayes. But it would probably get Ryan McKenna off the roster for good. I think he's somehow going to make opening the opening day roster. I hope not, but I think he will. But I'm still, you know, touting that the Orioles to go out and sign Cody Bellinger. He's just a perfect fit for Camden Yards and for this ball club. Um, want to want to get to a chat um, – Real quick, uh, Randall Francase with Burns and Means at 100%, adding Holiday, Kerstad, Kowser, Mayo, Norby, and I guess he's talking about Seth Johnson. Throughout this season, I see O's winning 106-plus. Their depth surpasses everyone. He didn't even mention like a Jordan Armbruster or a Chase McDermott or Cade Povich there. Um, he went Seth Johnson, who is – I don't think he's ever pitched above high A. But um, they have been talking about him potentially debuting this summer. That's how good he is. So, now, Randall, that is a bold prediction, 106-plus. I mean, a, a lot of things have to go right. Although, the what was it, the 2021 um, Giants won 107 games somehow, uh, and then they won like 80 the next year. But 106-plus yeah. wins. Look, they, the, Orioles, the Orioles are one of the best teams in baseball. There's no mistake about that. They're getting around it. 106 is, is a lot. But, look, if any team can do it, that aside from like the Dodgers and Braves, it's the Orioles with the depth, with how determined they are with what happened to end their season last year. And now they have Corbin Burns in the mix. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of luck involved too, with winning 106 games. You know, you can win 95 games because you're a really good team to get over a hundred. It's, you got to have a lot of things go your way. Right. Yeah, that's a, a massive number. Uh, I mean, it'd be great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, we, we have to remember that all these guys are going to be getting their first cup of coffee. It's not always a smooth transition. We saw it with with Gunner struggling a bit. Grayson Rodriguez was awful at, at the beginning. It, it's not easy. Kowser last year was, was pretty rough. Joey Ortiz wasn't good when he came up. So, look, it, it's – it's bold to assume that all these guys are going to hit the ground running and contribute to wins. I would love to see it. I think they're talented enough, but yeah, it, we'll, we'll see. 106 is a huge, huge, huge number. Huge number. I will say, I do think that Kerstad, Holiday, and Westberg are going to be, I think Kerstad and Holiday are going to be top five in 
rookie of the year. And I think Westberg is going to really make a statement this year. Like I have a lot of confidence in that guy. Like his bat has just been too special at every level for me to think that he's not going to do the same thing this year that he's done in the second year everywhere else. So Ryan, got anything else before we get out of here? I'm going to go finish my uh, bottle of delicious Dasani water. Apparently. (laughs) Um, I also learned that captain Morgan tastes Captain Morgan mixed with Sprite apparently tastes just like cream soda. I've always been a Captain and Ginger guy, but I only think about it like on the golf course. I'm doing 75 hard or some kind of version of 75 hard. My wife doesn't like the idea of a second workout, but I can't drink alcohol until like April 20th. So um, I'll 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 try it then. But do want to remind everybody to tune in to Glenn Clark Radio this week and every week. If you missed anything from Glenn Clark Radio this week, including conversations with D.L. Hall, Buckshell Walter, Jim Bowden, and more. You can find them right now in the Glenn Clark Radio Week in Review feature at PressBoxOnline.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Thank you to Ryan for your excellent work, as always. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Without you, we don't have a show. Thank you to all of our listeners, fans, viewers. Without you, we definitely do not have a show. We appreciate it. Until next week, see ya!